Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkstar. Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to another episode of Patriots Nation UK. By my calculation, I think we're on to episode 18 of Patriots Nation UK. I am your host at Matt Inkster on Twitter. You can find Nick at the underscore panic on Twitter. How's it going, Nick? Oh, I'll unmute myself. Yeah, no, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I am good. Hey, Nick is not dead. Brilliant. Um, So... Um, just before we've got a guest on this week because this is the Jets preview episode um, but just before I get into that just the regular housekeeping of rate, review and subscribe um, tell your mates, tell your NFL loving friends, tell your Patriots friends about the podcast, spread the good word um, if you could leave us an iTunes review that would be absolutely awesome, they pushes up the charts so more people can see us um, but if you tell people just to search Patriots Nation UK on any of the podcatcher apps, they will find us. Um, PatriotsNationUK.com is where I write and where Nick will be writing, although we still get that sorted at some point. We've just been too busy to sort that out. Um, but yeah, written work, PatriotsNationUK.com and rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. So with all that said, we will get into this week's Jets preview with... Um, a Jets fan who you will hear about during the interview. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, there is a special guest with myself and Nick. Um, it's someone who is a defensive coordinator for the Melodian Sabres. He is a Jets fan. Uh, we do play the Jets this weekend and he likes a bit of soccer as well. But mainly we've got him on to chat about a flag football with the Sabres and, of course, the New York Jets. It's Noel Davidson. How are you going, Noel? Yeah, I'm not bad. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. How's yourself, Nick? Yeah, good. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Well, um, full disclosure, um, I'm actually off to Mexico come the end of the week. So we're recording this early, which comes almost, well, it's not quite 24 hours after the Cleveland Browns game of Monday night and the disaster that might have been for yourself. Noel, sorry about that. It's all right, it's all right. Um, so how did you become a supporter of the Jets? What drove you to that absolute car crash that has been so far? <laughs> um, well, it was actually my sister's ex-boyfriend. He was massively into the NFL, so obviously wanted to get me into it too. Um, and then decided that I had to pick a team. So I went, right, okay. Um, is there a team in New York? Because that's my favourite city. And he was like, yeah, yeah, there's two. There's um, the Jets and there's the Giants. I was like, well, blue's my favourite colour, so I'm going to go for the Giants. I went, oh, I'm sorry, um, my friend's already a Giants fan. You're going to have to go Jets. So I was like, right, okay. And then a season later, Giants win the Super Bowl. So um, I definitely picked right there. <laughs> that's a that's a new one on me. That's brilliant. I've no, never heard that kind of. So normally it's like, oh, I play Madden or whatever. But I, I like that you're basically forced in a corner of this is who you're going to be supporting from now on. Absolutely. Not possibly allowed to have two people support the same team. <laughs> no, he he had a he had an idea in his head that he was going to have thirty two mates supporting thirty different clubs, and that was his idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like that. Um, you remember the the adverts? You said was it? Um, oh, who was that again? Was it Yorkie that used to do them before, like soccer AM in the morning, and you'd have the two folk turn up in the same top. And like, no, 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 you've got to go home and change. Oh, it's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> play that, but NFL. <laughs> yeah, he just got no, no, no. You can't be a Giants fan. I need someone else to be a different <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, so with the Sabres themselves, like, for and for anyone that's no, right, we'll start from the start. Even what for anyone that's not familiar with flag football, what is it and what's the difference between that and like full contact? Um, the difference would be flag football is the non-contact version. Um, instead of the a side, it's fiber side. Um, so it's a lot 
less physical, but it's a lot more technique in a way because you have to account for it. Um, it's really fast paced and it's quite good because it include it can be inclusive of like so many different people. So you don't have to be fast, you don't have to be big. You can just come down and enjoy yourself. Ah, nice. So have you been playing that a while then? I'm I'm guessing. Uh, no, this is actually my first season at flag football. Um, I was looking around teams because I used to play for the Edinburgh Wolves. Um, okay. And then stopped the game through an injury. Um, and I was like, oh, well, I still want to play the sport. So I got in touch and joined the Moldovan Sabres. Oh, well, that's... Uh, I can, it's, it's maybe not the best not playing full contact from now on, but I, you still get to to be involved in the game, I guess. Now, I've played a little bit of flag myself that we, we've talked about before. Um, myself and Nick, we're based up in and around Aberdeen, and there's the Aberdeen Oil Cats that I've trained and, and played with. But as I've explained to Noel um, off-air before we started recording before, that my job involves my hands. I've got both... i got staved fingers on both hands, could barely even hold my daughter... So it was kind of the wife was like, no, no, we'll have to stop that. I'm afraid. So yeah, <laughs> my, yeah my short lived <laughs> No, I uh, went. It was basically just going to catch a ball, and apparently, if you don't catch it properly, then you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, I've done that more than once. <laughs> have you ever played before, Nick? No, I've never played. Far too lazy for that. I'll just sit and watch other <laughs> men play it on my telly. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm guessing you're looking to like have a big involvement um, with the, the Sabres going forward. Is there any plans? Like, what are the plans for next year and beyond, sort of thing? Um, well, we just got promoted into the Premiership, actually. So we're ah, having nice. this. We're having this like massive recruiting drive because we're hoping to get a lot of recruits down so we can involve a lot more people in the sport. Um, so it's just kind of like putting the word out of like um, that we're looking for it, if that makes sense. And um, where can people get in touch with you if they're in around the Edinburgh area that might want to come along and get involved? Um, the main ones would be Facebook and Instagram. We also have a Twitter. Um, all handles are at Midlovian Sabres. Um, so just drop a message and there's a lot of people who will happily get in touch and give you any details you want to know. Nice. And um, finally on the, this one, quizzing you about the flag football, um, just in general, what do you find to be the best way to to get involved with it? Is it just basically go online, go into Facebook, get in the NFL UK groups and such and just say, I'm based here, this is my like what I could possibly do, how do I get involved? Is that the best way you find? Yeah, that would probably be the best. Um, there's also, you can go on Google and search Flag Football UK and they actually have a map where you can put in your location and most of the teams come up. That's how, uh, actually how I find the living stables. So it's a really uh, good I app. never knew that was there. never knew that was a functionality. I just go on Google and search anything to try and find it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, I'll move on from flag football a little bit and we'll, we'll go to the, the fully-fledged form of the game. Um, maybe something you don't want to talk about as much, but the Jets <laughs> now. Um, so, just starting on sort of pre-season or the, or the off-season in general, how, how, did that, how did you think that went for the Jets? It's obviously changed a little bit now, but what were your opinions of the last few months before the season? Um, annoyingly now, I was um, quite optimistic. Um, I felt we needed to fire both uh, Mike McCagnan and Todd Bowles. Getting an Adam Gase wasn't the most popular thing, but I thought if it helps Donald, then that's the main thing we have to go forward with. Um, getting in Joe Douglas is a fantastic move, in my opinion. He's done a lot of good already, and just kind of getting out the bad personalities, I think, helped really, really well. Um, and then drafting Quinn and Williams, arguably the most talented player in the draft. Um, so we were making like some really, really good steps. But then, well, Jets going to Jets. 
So um, yeah, I was quite optimistic, <laughs> but then yeah, the actual football started happening. Yeah, Quinn and Williams uh, really highly highly rated coming out. Unfortunately for us, he's actually a pretty likable guy as well. So it's uh, yeah, he's I, not he's not an easy one to sort of like hate. Yeah, that, that's always annoying when there's like a really nice person <laughs> on like rivals team. It's like I want to hate you, but I, I can't. So um, yeah, that was that was the the preseason uh, sort of leading into last week. And then the news about Sam Darnold. Where, where does that sort of leave you now? Um, I guess we'll touch on Simeon and Falk a little bit later on. Um, the news about Darnold, it, it obviously came out of the blue. Um, he played not too bad uh, week one. Um, he obviously let the Bills come back into the game, but I felt like he did show a step forward. He showed what he could be. A franchise quarterback, um, but then yeah, that news kind of puts the jet season in well, a downward spiral. Let's be honest. Unfortunately, do you th- even even with Darnold, do you think there's enough around him? Obviously, um, Le'Veon Bell was a big signing. Uh, I'm more thinking of like the receiver group. Do, do you think there's enough there, or do you think there's still a bit of work to do? Um, for when Darnold comes back and the future seasons? Um, I think that the offence that we have could do really, really well. It obviously be, has to be based on the offensive scheme. It needs to be very like quick passing because our offensive line is still like, less than average in the league. However, we have like Crowder, who's fantastic, Anderson and Inumwa on the outside before Inumwa's injury, of course, and Chris Herndon at tight end when he comes back from suspension. I think it could have the makings of a really, really, really good offense, but it's the defensive backs that kind of leave me scared. Considering we benched Jermaine Johnson last night, yeah, which is a big, big worry. You obviously saw a lot more of Jermaine Johnson than, than we did last season. We see him probably t- twice a year, in effect. Um, by all accounts, he didn't play that well. What were your thoughts on that? And is his benching justified or is it? Um, I think it is justified. Um, he hasn't lived, um, lived up to his price tag, unfortunately. Um, I think I think he's got what I call the internal Cromartie effect. He's a fantastic number two, but as a number one, he leaves a lot to be desired. So he needs somebody on the other side to kind of take that pressure off him. And he's fantastic in that role, but he's been paid like a number one and He's just not. Yeah, obviously there there is some, still some talent on that back end, um, Jamal Adams in particular. Although there seems to be a bit of unrest with him today, seems a bit yeah, upset about that. being benched for like five plays. Um, unfollowed the Jets on social media. Big big statement there. Um, apparently he never followed the Jets on Instagram. Apparently, that's what he's saying. So I'm, I'm <laughs> praying that that's true. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I'm not one of these people that sits and looks at who's following who. I'll leave that no, to the other, the other people online. Job. But, yeah, imagine it's... you're getting paid, you know, because there obviously there's these teams of, if you call them analysts or social media interns is probably a better word. Um, they must just trawl through and just sit and look at Twitter and like all this kind of nonsense all the time just to get this like shred of news. Well, apparent news. I wouldn't even call it news, really. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would love there to be one day that somebody goes on like jobseekers.com and sees like executive consultant of checking players' Twitter feeds. Because <laughs> that's the thing that a lot of them do. I can't remember who it was I'd read an interview with. I think it was um, Ricky Hollywood from Around the NFL podcast. And she had said that, you know, part of, in most jobs, if you're sitting at a desk with Twitter open, then, you know, you're going to get shit from your boss for it. But it's basically part of her job to, in case there's any breaking news whilst they're recording and whatever. So it's constantly on, you know. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be amazing she, 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 she 
basically gets in trouble for not being on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be decent. So, leading into this week then, um, I guess, stupid question, but on a scale of 1 to 100, how excited are you for Sunday? Or, more likely, do you think you're just going to get absolutely humped now? Um, well, considering the, the betting line, you guys have been given 22.5 points. Is that what it's up to now? Last I heard, it was 20 and a half. Yeah, 22 and a half, which is insane. Um, I'm hoping beyond hope. I'm a Jets fan, so I have to have hope because that's all I have, that we just somehow it out. Somehow look for because the new Joe Montana and we somehow win, but no, I'm still <laughs> 100 and about a four. Uh, me and Nick sat here last week talking about the Miami game, and I think we almost both agreed that we were quite like looking towards taking the opposite. You know, if you were to be betting, because I think it was plus 18 or something at the time that we were recording, and it was like, really, is it going to be that much? You know, and it's the same with this one. You're like, really, is it actually going to be like 23 points of a difference? sort of thing you'd almost be worth taking the jets at that because it'll be less of a margin but yeah i've seen what happened this past week <laughs> well i think what kind of exemplifies it in that in the last play of the patriots game bill belichick called a zero blitz on the quarterback oh yeah the game was over and he went yeah let's sack him one more time <laughs> so i think i think you want to Prove to the Jets, nope, we are still here, we are still around. So I, I'd be surprised if it was under 35 nothing, to be honest. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'll have to say it, although it pains me, the Jets are nowhere near as bad as the Dolphins. You, you maybe haven't seen the Dolphins yeah. this season, like, fully. They are, they are really, really bad. Like, they are awful. But well, even well, then, well, I would... I was watching the the highlights again today. Well, the sort of forty minute highlights, and it was Brown's touchdown to make it um, thirteen zero. Was it like one twenty nine left in the, the second quarter? So it was actually kind of going close at one point, and then they just kind of capitulated, and the two defensive touchdowns kind of yeah imposed. The Dolphins had like thirty eight yards of offense up till the second. Yeah, I know. Quarter. I know. I'm, I'm kind of trying they, to they, play they, they, get a wee bit. They, they ran one play in the Patriots half in the first three quarters and got sacked. So it, it was not close. Well, that's why I call offense. Yeah, so so the, the Jets are, are nowhere near as bad as that. I, I didn't watch the whole game last night. Um, I watched the highlights this morning. Um, Falk looked like he could throw it about a little bit. Him and Robbie Anderson had a couple of, couple of catches. Um. Levion Bell I, last I, night was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't just, know if you've seen oh. on a six-yard run where he made like five people miss and it just went for yeah. six yards. It's something like that that if Bell has a big, big game, then there's a chance we sneak it out. There's a chance because Bell is that kind of game-breaking talent. That's the only thing we can look to. But yeah. He's always kind of had that thing with the Patriots where he's generally played quite well and then I don't know if it's because well it's obviously there's they're two different people but last week we, I think it was 10 yards or something James Conner went for last week and then this week it wasn't uh, I, well Miami didn't really have much of anything <laughs> so but looking back to Conner then we kind of seem to stuff him quite well so f- for our point of view obviously fingers crossed we do the same again <laughs> I guess <laughs> I have, I think you probably will, but I think if if they're smart, then Adam Gase will. You'll have what three step drops. You'll have slants. You'll have screens. I'm hoping that he doesn't stand in the pocket for more than three seconds because otherwise he will get hit. Our offensive line looked absolutely atrocious last night. They did a couple of plays. They didn't even block Miles Garrett. He just got a free release into the backfield, which. He just can't do in the NFL because he will blow the play up. Yeah, I, I don't think the Patriots have anyone quite the, tel- uh, the talent level of Miles Garrett, so it's probably not going to happen too often. 
Um, although they did show quite a lot of pressure um, against the Dolphins. Um, obviously, without Darnold, it's hard. But if Darnold was playing, what what would you what do you think would be your thoughts on this game? If Darnold was playing, I would think that we would have a really good chance of sneaking it out. There's a there's like a scenario. There's like a way the game could fall that we could sneak it out. But it would have to entail our defence showing up big. Like Adams playing in the backfield, getting pressure. It would be Leonard Williams and Quinn and Williams coming off and really, really pressuring up the middle. So that's the only way you can stop Brady is by putting pressure up the middle. So if Donald was playing, I would I would think it's a lot, lot closer than people would think it would be. But without him, I just I can't see it. Luke Falk can throw the ball, but he's he's not a franchise quarterback. We know that. Yeah, but I heard um, the Steelers are have been working out Paxton Lynch today. Would that be someone that could someone of his ilk that could potentially you could draft in from now until the end of the season? Would it be something that you'd like to see, or are you content enough just to like take it as it comes? As you know, we go through this year with Falk or whoever else you've got that's available to you. But have they um, said how long um, Darnold will be out? Uh, I, think I know it's probably unknown. Six to eight. Week six to eight is apparently when he could come back. He's apparently been feeling a lot better already. So it's it's hopeful. But yeah, and I think you've I, got your bye week next week, is it? I think you've yeah, got quite an one. early bye, don't you? So it might help you a wee bit. But yeah, do you see, do you see them working out anyone like Lynch this week that might age you before the weekend or not? Um, I think we'd probably go for somebody like Brock Osweiler, get the Adam Gase link in there, maybe Jay Cutler. I think um, Adam Gase will want to go with somebody that he already knows, that already knows his system. So there's no um, like delay that they can just come in and go, oh, I know this, and just pick it up. So I think the main ones would be Brock and Jay, but if you want to going to come out of retirement again, I doubt it. So it's probably for a cost while with that. If anybody will get a call. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent show, actually. So outside the quarterback situation, um, we still have a number of weeks up until the trade deadline. Is there a position you think that they'll be targeting to, to get somebody um, in or, or try and improve? I think the main one has to be Connor. They have to be on the corner market. Um, so with Jalen Ramsey being on the block, that that's where I was coming. Is like, do you think they would be aggressive <laughs> of, enough there? Obviously, I think there was a report today that an AFC in an AFC team had offered a first round pick and a player. Could, yeah, could that potentially I, be the Jets with Tremaine Johnson? See, I think it could be. However, that's a lot to give up for. Well, let's be honest, we're probably gonna have a top five pick this year. So is it really worth a top, top five pick plus a player plus the contract you're going to have to pay him? He's a fantastic elite talent, arguably the best con in the league. But is it worth giving up that much in a season that you're not going to compete? It would have to be a lower corner for somebody like on the Eagles. Like somebody that's maybe second, third on the depth chart. But the Jets could start and really add something but not give up a first round not give up a second round because they will be really really high yeah because I think the, the cornerback market's already kind of been set with Fitzpatrick with the Steelers I think it was like a first a sixth there's a whole host of swap picks there so it, there is some form of market there I think yeah, yeah. Jalen Ramsey's a lot better than Fitzpatrick so I can see him going for like two first round picks and a like a fifth round pick swap. Yeah, yeah. I think the, 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 the same report said that the uh, NFC team had offered two first round picks. Whether these things are true or not, you, you don't know. But yeah, yeah I'm I think just having a look as well. You've not got much um, cap room either. You're sitting at about five and a half million dollars. So I I don't know how if they can wangle it. Can I like we've managed to do a little bit with the Brown deal that you can offset it in future years or something that you might be able to get someone yeah. in 
you know, like Ramsey's talent, and but obviously the talent comes with he's looking at fifteen million plus when when he no, actually but, comes um, to renewing his contract. Ramsey will still be on his rookie deal, so his cap pit yeah. probably isn't that bad. Yeah, it I think wasn't it's too bad. Eight, is it eight point six just now, and then next season it goes up to fifteen? Yeah, it goes up. It goes up next season. I'm just looking just now. It's seven yeah. point. Uh, 7.4 of a cap pit. Obviously, the Jags would swallow some of that because it's partially into the season already. So they, they could definitely make it, and the cap is crap. So you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You'd have to obviously manipulate in a way that you could get such a, pl- a player for such a price. Um, yeah, you, you just extend somebody you're going to extend anyway, and then it comes down. It's <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very easily done. Anyone can trade for any player they want. Yeah, that's work. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, look at so looking at this week, you're obviously thinking we've you've not much hope, and you've kind of edged on a, a score line already. What would you like to make a prediction as to what you know if you were putting a couple of quid on it, what you think the actual score would be? If I was going for the actual score, I think I'd probably go for. 35-3, I think we'd get a score in, but I think he'll just blow it away. Another I, one, another week with no touchdown. Oh. I, I, yeah. can't, I can't see you only scoring three. The, the Patriots' defence has been really good, but if that happened, it would be a fourth game in a row where they haven't allowed a touchdown. It's just... I don't... I, I, if, if I just can't here, see that happening again. Yeah. With Luke Falk though, like he is what our fudge string now. I don't, I don't think Gase's <laughs> offense is that good that he can manipulate that much offense. I'm praying, like I'm hoping so, but yeah, if I was a betting man, I would bet that Jets don't score a touchdown this week. I think Fair a enough. lot of the the faith from the Jets side will have to fall in Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's what I was. Given Falcon quarterback, I can't see Belichick allowing that to happen. He always goes out to take away the one best thing that the opposition does. Yeah, exactly. With Darnold, that may be a bit more difficult, but with no Darnold, it's It's very well. You just completely focus on. So I think if we were to get any sort of offense, it would have to be quick hits to Crowder and maybe a deep bomb by Anderson. That's probably our only hope. Mm. But it could happen. It it could. We still have um, Ty Montgomery in the backfield, who's actually averaging pretty decent yards. I think it's like 4.8 or something. So he could still be a weapon at the backfield if we use him right. But it's does Gase want to do that? And will Belichick just take it away by clamping down on those short throws, those short runs? Yeah, it's always something I've said that we've been sort of susceptible to that might change this year, given we've got a slightly different makeup on the defence and we are looking pretty good on the defence so far is that sort of sweep runs and stuff from, you know, like your second running back, like Montgomery, coming out the backfield, like we've seen in the, the Super Bowl against the Eagles, that time and time again they just chucked the ball off to the side to, to Clement to come out the backfield and run it that way and you know use Bell as sort of not a lead blocker but you know one of the lead ones pushing down the right or the left either side whichever one he's coming towards that could be something that you might want to, or, or Gase might use as a sort of tool this weekend possibly even if we use it as like a decoy just have some misdirection have something so it's not just standard drop back throw drop back and uh, might hand off have some misdirection, have some end of sweeps, because that could work. We've got the speed, we've got the people. So if we use it, we could we could break one off. Yeah. And looking forward to the rest of the season, you know, what, it's hard now to say because of what's happened with Simeon and, you know, you've got a number of weeks that Darnold could be out for, but what was your prediction beforehand and looking forward now, what's your prediction as you know we continue on towards um the end of September? Um preseason I actually thought that we'd get to the wild card round. Um I thought we could sneak in. 
Um, now, I don't, I don't see us losing to the Dolphins. I, that's the one team I'm praying that we don't lose to. Um, <laughs> I'm praying. They're going to have nobody yeah. left, so you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> we just trade everybody away. Um, yeah. I think we might go 4-12, and 12, get two wins against Dolphins, um, maybe one against the Bills if they're trying to like tear it off towards the end of the season when their players are starting to get injured and tired. Um, and then maybe we sneak out another one just down the line. So I think 4-12 and 12 is quite... It's actually probably optimistic. And that's horrible to actually think. Mm. Well, it's... Yeah, it's it's not great, but I mean, circumstances being what it is. Um, so yeah, there was something else I was going to ask you um, before we let you go, but I can't remember what it was. So I think I'll just um, leave it there. And before we go, you know, just give yourself a, a shout out and the team a shout out again, and where to find the Sabers and where to find the 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 Bafa League. You know, um, website and Facebook and such like. Right. Um, yeah, if anybody's interested in joining joining flag football, um, just go to flag football world. There's a bunch of find my clubs and just search yourself in the map, and you should find a team near you. Um, if you are from the Edinburgh area or Midlovian area, um, find the Midlovian Sabres on face Facebook. We can find them on Instagram and Twitter. Just send us a message, and we'll give you any details that you need to come around and join. We're, Decent bunch. Um, there's a lot of really, really nice guys, and they're, they're the most welcoming people you'll ever meet. So feel free to come down and just try it out. Yeah, wholeheartedly. Just don't stave your recommend. fingers. <laughs> yeah, just don't stave your fingers like me. I wholeheartedly <laughs> recommend anyone doing it. You know, it's you get out in the fresh air every week, and you you can meet new friends and things. And I'm not sure if you've seen no, but um, the oil cats have been away in Moscow in Russia this past week um, and actually won the cup out there, the, the wow. open trophy that they're going for. So, yeah, they they were out there. So And that's guys that have only met in the last three, four or five years that have been away bonding over God knows what in Russia. So, <laughs> you know, it's something for everyone rather than just sitting by yourself in your house, whatever, is what, what more than likely I do most weeks because of circumstance with the the kid and whatnot but you know it is good and it is great to get out there and meet new NFL um, people um, for sure yeah exactly it's what I absolutely love about the club there's been so many people that I've met that I wouldn't have got a chance to before and now they're really really good friends and whenever I can we go for a drink and talk about NFL exactly exactly so no we'll um, leave it there and um, might catch up with you later in the season for the return game and see how your predictions are panning out. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Chat soon. Right, all the best. Thanks. So that was Noel Davidson of the Midlothian Sabres um, from Edinburgh for us chatting Jets. Unfortunately for him, he has no quarterback whatsoever to speak of. <laughs> um, the poor guy. They have in the last few hours, um, because you might have heard in the Dolphins episode, I am off to Mexico at the end of the week. I cannot bang on about it enough. I do apologise, but I don't really. Um, so we're recording this early, and in between podcasts, I have learned that Trevor, Trevor Simeon has been placed on IR as well, or is out for the season indefinitely. So they're down to one QB, I think, in their locker room now, Nick. Uh, well... Technically, no QBs, I think. <laughs> um, for um, what it's so worth, there is no way that Falk is any worse than Simeon. So I don't think no. it really makes any difference whatsoever. No, it's just, I guess, how much, which I assume he would have learned of the playbook, because um, he's been there a little while now. It was just a case of yeah. if, when, or not, he would ever actually touch a live football in an actual NFL game, I guess, would be the thing, because there there be many QBs that come into the league as backups and then never actually see the field, and they 
earn minimum base money and you never hear of them again and they stood in front of you in the street, you would not have a scooby who they are. Um, so I guess that was a position Falk was in, but now he's thrust into the New York limelight with all that good media press coverage that is to come, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, no, for the Jets, it's not ideal. Um, I'm not complaining overly much, but... <laughs> No, exactly. We'll take another win this week, make it 3-0. and um, Something we touched at the end of in our last podcast, though, Nick, was the defence. I wanted to get into it a bit more with you. Um, yep. we, we didn't touch on it too much during the interview with Noel there, but um, we can chat about it now. Seven sacks last week, similar amount of QB hits, two pick sixes, a couple of interceptions. For all, we've got a loaded offence We clearly seem to have a loaded defence as well yeah it's um, I think the, the ends are probably the worst part of the defence I would have thought I know Michael Bennett's there so he's like a high end player um, but the back end's stout and it's deep same with the linebackers there like you've got Hightower Collins, Van Noy it's as deep as I can remember them being for a while. Mm. Um, we have obviously haven't really given up anything so far this season. It's I think the Jets have more than the Dolphins, but at the same time, I don't expect them to be free scoring or anything. So it's I, I mentioned it last week in the in the Dolphins preview. I really don't like being confident about games. <laughs> <laughs> Always feel like it comes back to bite you. But yeah. Th- with a defense performing like it is, it's hard not to be. Well, if it, if we were in New York, I'd probably be even, I was going to say I'd be less confident, but the way things have gone in New York at home for them hasn't been great. Um, so I get, I would, possibly be more confident but generally speaking I'd be less confident because you're away from home being at Foxborough being at Gillette Stadium yeah I'm uncomfortable but not as much as I was last week because of the Miami hoodie who was 1-5 in five going into last week we're now 2-5 in five in the last 7 so at least you know we can slowly progress towards get, getting that into a winning <laughs> record for us but being at home to the Jets, I can't see us having much an issue, not especially after what um, I haven't really seen anything of Monday night. I know you've seen a little bit, but having no yep. QB, surely that's you know that's what every franchise is built on. If you don't, don't have one, it's basically Nick Fife at quarterback, then... <laughs> that's not something anyone wants to see. Well, exactly. So... I think we can be fairly confident going into this week. But yeah, the defence, touching on that, there has been some news this week regarding Jalen Ramsey. We got into it with Noel a little bit as someone that they could potentially be interested in. Yep. It's stupid not to think that Bill's not looked at it somehow, even though we've got Jonathan Jones, we've got JC Jackson, we've got Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. We're not exactly short in that position. Um, could it be that we take him and then it's the natural successor to Gilmore because he's obviously in a loaded contract right now that they might want to move on and have Ramsey's successor? I doubt it. I, I'm just kind of spouting nonsense, to be honest. Yeah, I think it would be too much capital to give up both in terms of draft picks and money. And there's the whole thing about Patriots being cheap, but when they see talent, they do pay for it. See Gilmore, they they went out and they signed him on the first day of free agency. So the really big contract that no one really expected, but to have that much money locked up in one position, mm-hmm. I, I I just can't really see as a possibility. I think the Jets would be more of a possibility, but if Ramsey wants to win, <laughs> probably doesn't want to go there. Yeah, I've seen various teams possibly touted um, us just as a throwing in for good measure. There's Oakland, there's the Lions, there's 
the Chiefs, which would possibly be a good fit, but they said no because they think he'd be too much of a disruptive influence. Um, the Eagles. This, this is the team that has Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and did have Kareem Hunt. Um, yeah. And wanted to keep him if they didn't think that, you know, he was going to be exempt and expelled from the league just due to character issues that nobody would be silly enough to pick him up. If they had had a bit more nice, then they would have just kept him and sucked up the hate that we are getting right now for Antonio Brown and playing him against the Dolphins last week. Um, but yeah, the what I was about to say to you was about the defence. It's what we touched on in, in the Dolphins review episode was the tackle position for whatever... I, I would imagine that is what we go out and get with our first pick in the draft next year. Being highly projectional, obviously months down the line, but why we would want to go and give up a first rounder to get Ramsey when we could use it to actually a position of need going forward now um, is the tackle position by the looks of it. So we need to shore that up. And I would rather use it in a tackle than Ramsey. Sorry, offensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah, I think you the, said defensive. I was oh, like sorry. Com- completely thrown. Yeah, um, no, that's what yeah, I meant. Although, if you can get me like an Aaron Donald, I'll happily take a defensive tackle in the first round. <laughs> oh, no, totally. <laughs> or, or we could trade for him, that'd be great. But no, I'd, uh, yeah, sorry, if I said defensive, I meant, I meant offensive <laughs> because obviously Isaiah Wynn's now going on IR. Marcus yeah. Cannon is a bit weak to weak at the moment as it stands. We've got two almost swing tackles we've taken in um, off of other teams in recent weeks who have not had much time to learn a playbook. But, you know, they're probably just plugging holes right now. They're not long-term solutions. Possibly Illuminura, is that how you say his name? Uh, he El- is possibly... Illuminor, Illuminor. guard, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, he could be someone that potentially sticks around out of the, the ones that we've we've got on the book so far but yeah I'd rather get someone in offensive tackle than Ramsey yeah because to be honest there's a likelihood that this is Cannon's last year um, although with the wins uncertainty it's maybe just they maybe will have him stick around for a little bit longer um, but yeah it's hard not to see them at least being interested in a tackle early in the draft next year. Yeah. Even that I'd get another Trent Brown and turn him into an absolute superstar for a year and go and get paid elsewhere or whatever it might be. But no, I, I don't really want to see us entertain the, the vision of getting Ramsey at this stage. Yeah, j- just looking, Cannon has an $8 million cap hit next year. Or we just have like $3 million in dead cap money. So there's like a an obvious jumping off point there. Um, but maybe maybe they see there's value in that. Um, but he will also be 32, so he is, he's getting on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's, st- he's still productive at the moment. Uh, well, so. yeah. We're, we're the oldest team in the league, as everyone keeps wanting to remind us. But of course we're going to be when, you know, half the team or a good majority of the team stick around from last year. Why would you want to go and dump off a load of Super Bowl winners? Um, if you're still there at a team a year later, you're obviously older than you was previously. Yeah, I, I think the um, it's easy to be one of the oldest teams in the league when your quarterback's the oldest player in the league, bar one. Yeah. So it's I think that that stats always thrown a little bit. I think def- saying that defensively they still got quite a lot of old players on there as well. The McCourties are are getting on. Yeah, High Towers hitting thirty. I think. Is yeah, there, there is some transition coming up, but I think there's enough youth in the team that it's not going to be like. Oh, definitely, we've got enough. A complete overhaul. Can... No, it just depends not... on the quarterback. I don't see it being a, an overhaul at all at any point. It'll just be a natural progression of, excuse me, um, you know, as you say, Can could be one that's edged out the door for next year and maybe a couple other ones probably. I mean, they were saying the McCourties were possibly 
retiring. At least Jason, I think, was thinking of it. So he could be another one that's just thinking, maybe get one more Super Bowl out of this and then we'll ride off into the sunset on my million-dollar pony. <laughs> Metaphorical or otherwise, possibly. Um, but yeah, so back to the Jets game. Yep. I don't think either of us can actually see much of a, an issue this week. No. Um, I I think the spread's 22 and a half, or it was last time I looked. Mm-hmm. That that is a big spread. It doesn't matter how well you're playing, that is a big spread. Um, I'm just it's back to what I said. Yeah, sorry, it was back to what I said last week about, um, and I touched on it in, with Noel, is that some a spread that big, you pretty much you're more likely to take the opposite way around. Yeah, if I was betting it, I would bet against. Because you're. I would, I would take those it, points. It's one thing I love about NFL betting as opposed to... Well, yeah, I guess you can do it with European football as well, but generally... Yeah, when you, got, can, you can bet the handicap, yeah. When, when you've got spreads and points like this, it's much better than a plus one or a plus two for Hamilton or Burton <laughs> Albion or someone, you know. It's a lot yeah, more... Yeah, for Hamilton, just, I think you need a few more pluses, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Then you are getting into a 23 point spread. <laughs> yeah, I think that might do you. <laughs> so, yeah, I am more likely to. But what I was going to say was, you don't feel as guilty betting on the opposition because you're still. You can still root for your team to win. You're just not rooting for them to run up a score, essentially. That's the way I see it, anyway. Yeah, in a way, I tend not to bet against whichever team or for whichever team I follow it's it's a mugs game <laughs> gamble away can't win it exactly you can't win it you can't win either way there just betting everyone else it's fine uh, although I have to admit and it's changing subject ever so slightly I did bet against uh, Man United last weekend because I saw the that Pogba and a couple of others were out so but I was really, my, I was happy that we won, so that's fine. Um, For anyone yeah. out there interested, never bet for, never bet on or against Aberdeen. It, that doesn't work. Don't do it. Just no. Do it. I, as much as I want to, I never touch them in a coupon. <laughs> never, 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 never. Um. So yeah, the the twenty two and a half points is doable as we've seen last week. But I don't see anyone being as bad as the Dolphins. So if I was a betting man, I'd happily take the opposite. And if it's more, then happy days because we're all Patriots fans and we're happy for them to run up 43-0 scores despite what Americanisms there might be with running up scores. <laughs> Sorry, anyone yeah. listening from America. Because <laughs> I know there's quite a few here. There's one thing I haven't said in the past couple of weeks actually just veering off again from my head I do apologise um, that we've had some new listeners from Spain Mexico, France Ireland um, Is that where you're going to Mexico? Was... You're kind of going for some podcast relations? No well, I, think interest. I, <laughs> I, I, and I thought because in our in the stuff we can see you can see a breakdown of what there is Um it is actually in the region of um, Cancun is where the geolocation has come from. So, so some loyal I, listener has gone on holiday and thought, you know what will make this holiday better? I'm going to listen to yeah. these two guys. Yep. Crap. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what... Initially I thought, ooh, we've got Mexican listeners, which is great if we've got anybody that wants to be a Mexican listener, the more the merrier. But then I, I looked into the, like, drilled into the geolocation. I was like, oh, this might actually be someone that's just lying by a pool, which there's nothing wrong with that. I would just suggest you might need a few more margaritas than normal to listen to us in general. But I'm happy to take this, the <laughs> listener, rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> so, yeah, we're veering off on a tangent. It's getting late with us um, at the time of recording. 
I'm maybe going a bit doolally and silly. Um, so, as always, Nick, the question is, what is your prediction? So, as I've just said, I would take the points. However, <laughs> <laughs> my prediction will contradict that completely. Um, <laughs> 35-9 is what I'm going for. Three field goals for the Jets. Gonna gonna stick with this no touchdown thing, even though I think four games in a row is probably asking a little bit much for them not to give up a touchdown, but 35-9, 26 point, covers the spread. Jobs are good in. I am going to concur with your thoughts of contradictoriness. <laughs> And also say I would take the point spread for the Jets. However, my prediction is going to also contradict it. And I'm going to go a point better and say 35 to 10 because I see the the touchdown hoodoo being broken this week by uh, one Le'Veon Bell. He will get a rushing touchdown and they will get a field goal at some point. But it might be it's a field goal early on and the touchdown late in the fourth quarter. That's what I'd go for. So if you're betting, then <laughs> I'd put Le'Veon Bell on for a touchdown rather than the point spread. Although I'd always take the point spread in such a high thing because you never know. Yeah. So yeah, that's our two predictions, I think. Um, I think that'll do us for this week because yeah, we've only the one on pick enough. six for the Patriots this year, uh, this this week. Prediction on said pick six. You think Gilmore gets another one? Uh, no, no. I I think um, well, let's give Jonathan Jones one. He's 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 been a bit quieter. So yeah, let's give Jonathan Jones one. I was going to say him or Jackson, actually. So, yeah, I'm happy to go with Jones for a pick six. Um, so I think with that, I think we'll leave it there. Where can they find you on Twitter again, Nick? Um, at the underscore panic, P-A-N-I-C-K. Just That's him. I would try to spell my own name. Well done. Uh, again, yeah, it's late that time of recording. But congratulations, you spelled your own name. Thank uh, you. Is, those whole four letters are very difficult. They are. <laughs> Um, so he is at the underscore panic on Twitter I am at Matt Inkster on Twitter um, Patriots Nation UK is the place to find our written work and um, remember folks to rate, review and subscribe the Facebook page is always there and open for more follows and that's it from us so until the other side of the weekend when we've trenched the Jets Remember folks, do your job as there are no days off.